UGC. Outdated or essential? Cut through the noise and reveal the truth with our free ebook created in collaboration with VideoWise. Learn proven strategies to encourage customer reviews, leverage email marketing for sales, and boost conversion rate by 9.2%. Download the ebook for free at flowing.com/slash UGC. 217% higher open rate, over 500% higher click rate, and 90% higher revenue per recipient than your average email campaign. We are email marketing nerds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's why we're good at what we do. <laughs> Welcome to Email Einstein, a podcast by Floium. It's time to start honing your inner marketing Einstein. Tune in for the data-driven tips that'll make you a marketing genius. Here you'll find email marketing formulas and tips straight from the brilliant mad scientists at Floium. It's time for your emails to start earning more money. It's time to unleash your Einstein. Hi everyone and welcome to Email Einstein. Uh, this is Alisa and Vera here. We are email marketers at an email marketing agency called Floium. We are so passionate about email marketing and because we love what we do, we want to share our insights with you. On today's episode, we are going to get into the juicy stuff. You're ready, you're excited, and you just want to dive headfirst into email marketing and that's awesome and we're so excited for you. But you need to slow your roll there, bucko, because there are a lot of things to consider before you do get started. Today, we're going to give you the absolute basics, the bare minimum must-haves to get a solid email marketing plan and strategy in place so you can do the most for your e-commerce store. We have tons and tons and tons of information to share. So throughout our future episodes, we'll cover a lot of what's mentioned today in a lot more detail. But if there's something that you're really itching to know more about and you just got to know, please feel free to reach out to us. Start sending emails that generate revenue on autopilot. Our step-by-step -step course will show you how to create highly engaging email automations that can add up to 50% to your revenue. Check it out at flowing.com slash LC. Before we get started, as promised, we have our pro tip of the week today. So our pro tip for today is... As you are starting your email marketing journey, we strongly recommend getting in touch and engaging with other like-minded individuals who are also starting their email marketing journey. So whether that's joining a Facebook group, um, we actually have a Facebook community called Clavio Community, which is open to the public. You can get involved. There are tons of people in there writing comments, asking questions. Everyone's engaged and interacting with each other. And it's a really solid, solid place for you to just get more insight and also be engaging with other people who are kind of going through the same thing as you. So yeah. Um, and another big one, by the way, hi everyone, viewers here. <laughs> we, uh, we really love this resource called Really Good Emails. It's not like an ad or anything. It's just a really, really helpful resource, especially at the beginning of your journey. And they have an awesome um, like email newsletter that you can subscribe to to get inspired every week. And of course, Pinterest. Pinterest is your go-to resource when you're starting um, your email marketing journey and, um, and also our podcast. So subscribe and stay Stay tuned because we will be sharing a lot of good stuff here. Love it. So I think we've split everything up today into about four steps. Um, so we'll take you through each step. Um, Vera is going to kick us off and uh, we'll kind of expand and kind of go from there. Yeah. So basically, um, here comes our four steps of 
getting started with e-commerce email marketing. So I, I've been through this process so many times and every time our clients um, like come to us and start working with us, they are like, let's start sending campaigns right away. Let's send one today. No, better send it yesterday. And we're like uh, always, yes, it can be so tempting to simply sign up for email, email marketing platform like Klaviyo and start sending your campaigns. But before jumping in head first, it's worth like taking a little bit of time to to think about what you really want to achieve with your email marketing and what are your big goals. And this will define your entire email marketing journey. It will define how many campaigns per week you will be sending, what flows you will have first, how you will segment your list, what content you will be sending, et cetera, et cetera. So email marketing is marketing. That's why it's very important to have this like clear clear goals or clear objectives. And to establish good email marketing goals, um, you need to basically align your email marketing strategy with your uh, other marketing strategy, with your KPIs. So before you jump into email marketing, ask yourself a question. What would be your ideal scenario? Do you want to engage your customers through emails? Do you want to nurture your leads? So what is your focus? Maybe you want to, maybe your one and only goal is to convert those people. So here's, here's a good example. We have a customer who is selling this like expensive designer watches and his biggest goal was to shorten the sales sales cycle. So yes, it, it can be one of the objectives as well. So we have built a bunch of flows for him um, that would help him to shorten this cycle. We have built a bunch of flows that would answer popular um, customers like questions and concerns. So like, um, for example, customers were usually asking about the materials or the warranty or like stuff like that. So we addressed all of those questions before customers even had them. And plus we incentivized their purchase with discount to give that little extra like pu push to, to shorten the sales cycle. But your scenario can be completely different if, say, you are a subscription service. So we have another client who's selling this, um, like a gum subscription. And the main objective for them was to convert those, like, one-time buyers into loyal fans and subscribers. So, of course, the strategy for them was completely different. And that strategy focused more on staying at the front of their customers' minds and rewarding repeat customers with incentives based on um, like based on sales and we were trying to push that subscription program. But of course, if you are like organization like UNICEF or something like the global charity organization <laughs> that provides this humanitarian help, your email marketing strategy will be like completely, completely different because success yeah. to your digital marketing team, um, it can be, it's in donations, right? So they use email marketing to reach out to their donors base to educate them and stuff like that. So understanding where are you standing right now and understanding where are you going, it's like super, super important and email marketing. Yes, email marketing is a powerful tool, but you know, you should know what you want to do with that tool before like jumping um, into that into that world of email marketing. Would you agree, Alyssa? Yeah, totally. And I think that's huge. And that's something that a lot, I mean, a lot of clients kind of forget. They think that now that they've signed up with us or now that they've signed on to a platform, it's like, just send emails and go and blast it. And more often than not, they forget that 
email marketing is just another branch of their entire marketing strategy. So it's a, I mean, it's a huge thing and, and a lot of people oversee that. So it's definitely, it's definitely a good thing to encourage people to really focus on and make sure that you're aware of your goals and what you need to achieve as a brand before you just dive headfirst into, again, another branch of marketing and then start making these crazy decisions based on zero data at all or based on the exact opposite of what you're trying to achieve for your company. So I love that. Yeah, really it, can be, it can be really hard for like a small business owner to like step out and like kind of look at your business from outside. Uh, but I, I think it's I think it's crucial. Yeah. Yeah. No, I couldn't agree more. So following up on that with step number two, uh, now we get to the picking your email marketing platform. OK, so in our last episode, we really hammered hard how important it is to implement email marketing for your e-commerce store. And we don't want to de- be. be a dead horse because you all know how important it is so you get it you're an email marketer you believe in email marketing and it works so what's next okay so your next step is to consider a few things before you decide which email marketing platform you want to use for your brand so aside from what Vera had talked about in the first step which is really understanding what your marketing goals are and how you're going to achieve that through the email marketing strategy that you're going to create. There are three things that we strongly recommend that you decide for your brand and your store. So the first thing is integration. That's the big focus. As a business, your CRM or whatever backend platforms that you use are your best friends. You don't have time to manually update lists, update your subscribers, figure out their behaviors, put in your own custom integrated APIs every other day, figure out what their actions are or any other extremely valuable customer data that applies to how you're going to activate and how you're going to really execute your email marketing strategy. So you have to pick a platform that will seamlessly integrate with your current CRM or backend platform. And that's crucial because If you don't do that and you don't base your decision on the integration and how seamless it's going to be, you're going to create a whole host of issues for yourself before you even get started. So, for example, we have um, a client who uses Magento as their e-commerce platform um, and they use Klaviyo. Luckily, Magento integrates with Klaviyo fairly easily, but there are a few hiccups and a few things that don't necessarily integrate as seamlessly. So for example, creating discount codes, you have to create the discount codes on the back end of Magento and then apply them to Klaviyo. Whereas if you're using Shopify, for example, for example, with Klaviyo, you can create those discount codes in Klaviyo and they automatically update in Shopify. So there are little things that you really want to consider when it comes to the integration, because again, if you choose a platform that's not going to integrate easily with what you currently have, oh my gosh, you are going to hate email marketing before you even get started. It's a, a total mess. And we've experienced that before with clients who don't really understand what the integration process is like. And they just assume that everything kind of factors into all platforms and everything kind of molds together smoothly, but it doesn't. So that's a huge thing to consider. Next thing you want to consider is reading and viewing the options. So according to stats that are provided by Email Monday, 26 to 78% of email opens will happen on mobile. That's nuts. And most of you are actually probably listening to this podcast on your phone. So it's very clear that in this day and age, we can't do anything without our phones. And that includes 
opening most of our emails. So it's really no surprise that in today's world, fewer people are opening emails on a traditional computer, which means that the platform that you choose needs to be optimized as best as possible for providing mobile functionality. If you deliver an email and it's not set for a mobile display, your email will bounce and your efforts to reach that subscriber will go down the drain. And really your email, there's just no point to it. So mobile functionality is huge. It's so, so huge. And other issues that are kind of coming up now in today's email marketing world is how people are making adjustments with dark mode. So many mobile users are starting to use dark mode on their smartphones and a lot of emails are not created design wise um, for users who use dark mode. And so you're getting you're getting these emails sent out and people can't even read them because it's on a light background with dark text. And if you're in dark mode, all you see is the dark text, but you can't actually read it because your background is dark. So the mobile, the mobile situation is huge. And if you're working with a platform that is not going to make the mobile functionality easy for you, again, you're going to lose most of your subscribers because everyone's opening their emails on on their phones. So that's the second thing. Third thing, third and final thing is the dynamic content that's available to you when you use your email marketing platform. So because we're focusing on sending relevant emails, and again, that, that word relevant is coming up constantly when we do these podcasts, we're not only looking for solid open rates, click-through rates, and ROI, but we want our subscribers to actually engage with us. In order to get this kind of response, you want the ability to send emails that are not only automated, but personalized to each subscriber. You want to make them think and feel like your brand is personally reaching out to them and interested in their wants and needs, even though the email is automated and you're not doing anything personally to send that email. This is huge. And again, this stems back to the relevance. If you are sending personalized, customized emails to your customers and subscribers, the engagement levels are going to be through the roof because they feel like you're targeting them specifically. You know, like it feels like Bob in Kentucky is receiving that email specifically from the brand versus just receiving a generic, hey, thanks for coming to the brand. Thanks for buying with us. See you later kind of thing. You want to get personal. So Now that we've reviewed those kind of three things that are so crucial to making the decision about what email platform you're going to use, the next thing you have to decide is, okay, I've considered integration, I've considered the reading and viewing options, and I've considered the dynamic content that's available. And I know that all three of these things are important to me. So which platform do I go through? So we have three platforms here that we're going to kind of discuss. All of them have their pros. All of them have their cons. There's one that we specifically work with a little more, um, but we do want to kind of lay them out there for you just so that you can get a good idea of what's available. So the first one is MailChimp. MailChimp is one of the most accessible email marketing platforms in the world today with around 7 million users worldwide, which is nuts. The other thing to note is MailChimp does have have a feature where you can use their platform and send a certain amount of emails to a very limited amount of subscribers monthly for free. So to get started on MailChimp, if you have a very tiny subscriber list, you don't even have to pay for it, which if you are getting just getting started in the email marketing industry or in the email marketing journey of your your brand, um, MailChimp might be a good one to just start off with so that you can kind of dabble and play a little bit with it. But as you get more advanced, you'll probably want to move into the next thing. Um, MailChimp is great for small to medium sized businesses who manage weekly or monthly newsletters alongside regular campaigns with a strong social media focus. It's a it's a great tool. It really is. However, your ability to create automation is extremely limited 
The interface is very difficult to use. Your designs will be limited, your content blocks are limited, and your ability to actually customize each automation is super limited. So again, if you're just getting started and you really don't know what you're doing, MailChimp is a good place to start to kind of play around with. But as you get more advanced, uh, it's definitely something that you want to kind of graduate out of. So the next uh, platform that we'll discuss is ActiveCampaign. ActiveCampaign is phenomenal for bloggers, informational businesses, that kind of thing. So UNICEF, for example, like the example that Vera gave, UNICEF would be great for using Active Campaign, but it's not ideal for e-commerce businesses. Mm -hmm. So the Active Campaign drag and drop interface is really great. It makes building the content of your email extremely easy, very speedy, and very accurate. The platform boasts a range of sophisticated market and sales automation features, as well as a huge library of free stock images. Image hosting and real-time analytics are also available, so you can monitor your campaign performances as they're happening, which is awesome. Um, another one of the main selling points for larger and more active businesses is that Active Campaign does offer the A-B testing tool, which is huge. Um, the functionality is really easy to set up. And again, it has those real-time analytics, which can be very effective for optimization of campaigns. And it'll just help you maximize your ROI. Again, Active Campaign is phenomenal for bloggers, mm -hmm. um, informational businesses, that kind of thing, but we don't typically recommend it for e-commerce. The analytics, the metrics, the triggers, they're, they make the e-commerce um, kind of integration a little more difficult. So again, great platform, not ideal for e-commerce. The it final works actually, sorry, it works actually the other way around as well. The other platform that you will be talking about, Clavio, it's great for like um, physical businesses and for e-commerce businesses, but it's not good for um, like for people selling online courses or bloggers or influencers or stuff like that. So that's just like interesting to know this like little, um, little benefits of each another platform. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, for sure. And I know for us at Floium, when it comes to our marketing for potential clients, when it comes to providing like freebies and information um, for, and it's more for like outreach purposes, um, we actually do use Active Campaign because it's just so much easier for us to get information out to potential clients um, because we're not actually selling a physical product. We're just sending freebies, information. And so Active Campaign is one that we use uh, regularly. Um, but the third platform that we use commonly for our clients because they have e-commerce stores is Clavio. So again, as Vera pointed out, and this is a great point, is Clavio is phenomenal for e-commerce stores, but definitely not what you want to use if you have an informational oriented business. Um, if you are uh, a blogger, um, if you're UNICEF, you're definitely not going to be using Clavio. So um, again, it is, it's a nuance, but it's something that you definitely want to consider. So with Clavio, it has so many perks and benefits. It's the platform that we are the most familiar with for our clients. Um, and we really do love it. So few, a few quick things about why we love it so much. So um, because segmentation plays such a pivotal role in any email marketing campaign. Clavio helps marketers target their promotions more precisely using transactional as well as behavioral data. So Clavio tracks all of that, which enables you to create these segments that result in sending more relevant marketing campaigns. And the segments actually update in real time as you're using the platform, which is extremely 
powerful. Um, it also enables marketers like us to specify multiple different criteria for our segments, um, which is awesome. So a great example of this is marketers can target female customers who bought a purse during the holiday season. That's huge. And there aren't many platforms out there that offer that precise of segmentation. So it's it's amazing. And the segmentation, again, plays a huge role when it comes to relevance. And we're going to drive that word home until it's stuck in your brain. Relevance, relevance, relevance is so key with your email marketing. Um, the other cool thing is there's a custom web tracking system that uses browsing behavior and helps target people who meet specific criteria. For example, male customers who looked at t-shirts five times during the week, um, which is really cool because you virtually have unlimited targeting opportunities, um, which again is huge. And it just goes right back to that point of being able to send relevant emails. Um, the other thing is is the software is extremely easily integrated with so many other popular softwares like Magento, Shopify, Salesforce, Zoho, Zendex, uh, or Zendesk, which is awesome. And there's also an open API, which is a big plus for users who want custom integration. So if you have a whole development team and uh, you're really into that kind of thing, um, there is open API available for you to do your own custom integration, which I actually have a client personally who we're working on creating a custom integration with Cloud. So a few other benefits that Clavio has is Facebook advertising, ROI-based reporting, real-time tracking, website tracking, built-in autoresponders. I mean, dynamic data blocks. Yeah, that's like huge. Beyond every variety that you can think of. I mean, you can literally include any kind of information that you want that's dynamic and specific to the subscriber who's receiving the email. Tons of custom activity fields, uh, triggered emails. You, you can use. You can create email newsletters. There are automated list imports. Sign-up forms and pop-ups are available. A/B testing. I mean, out the wazoo, it's nuts. There are so many cool features that are included with Clavio, and Clavio is constantly adding new stuff. So it's a really great platform, again, specifically for e-commerce brands. Um, so as an email marketer, it's so important for you to understand what is absolutely essential for your e-commerce store or your business before you decide which platform to go with. The platform you choose can make or break your email marketing plan. So um, we definitely, yeah. yeah. And Vera, I know, I know you have experience in this too. This is something that we just really want to drive home that you pay attention to before you make such a huge decision. So I agree with you, Alyssa. And we might be biased because we work so much with e-commerce businesses and uh, most of them are using um, Plavium. Uh, because it integrates so well with like Shopify and other stores. So we might be a bit biased, but oh my God, I, I love what can be done here. And it's so like customizable and you get so much data from there. And like literally two days ago, we were talking with our clients about uh, pop-up forms, about A-B testing of pop-up forms. And he was like, that'd be cool to have this feature in Clive I was like, yeah, but they don't have it yet. And they literally released it on the day when we were talking talking about it. So you can now A-B test not only the flows and the subject lines and stuff like that, but you can also A-B test different offers in your exit intent pop-ups, yep. which is like, which is huge because it can give you so much like data to analyze. Okay. So we basically yeah. covered, um, we covered the objectives. That's a huge one. Step one, to have um, good objectives, to have good email marketing goals. Step two, to pick uh, the right platform, basically to pick the right tool you mm -hmm. were working with. And step three, three is setting up essential flows. Listen, you can take so, it from there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, 
these flows that we're going go to go over again are kind of like the bare minimum what we recommend people kind of start off with as they're starting to create their flows or automations for their brand um, over the course of time and over the course of the next episodes that we um, start to start to launch we will be discussing each of these flows in a lot more detail and also going through a, a variety of different flows that are, that are available to you. Um, these, again, just the bare minimum, we're going to give some brief information on each one, but um, these are definitely ones to focus on as you're starting your email marketing strategy. So the first is the welcome flow or what we like to call here at Flowium the pre-purchase aka welcome flow um, so a welcome series is a sequence of emails that are sent directly after someone signs up to hear from your brand um, this is a critical 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 moment in the customer life cycle because it's your opportunity to introduce new interested prospects so these are people who have not bought yet to your business and product offering. With, with a welcome series, it's so important that you get it while it's hot because people are excited and there's momentum that's going for them and you wanna capitalize on this display of interest. A welcome series is crucial to email automation because this is largely where your new customers come from. The welcome flows we create for our clients are anywhere between six to 12 emails long, but seriously, this depends on your brand. So all the information that we give here is based on our experience and what we would typically recommend for clients. But again, this goes back to that step one that Vera was talking about. You really need to look at your brand as a whole, what your marketing goals are, and then find a way to scope that into what your email marketing goals are. So the guidelines that we give, again, just a recommendation. So we usually create... Um, welcome flows that are between six to 12 emails long. If you have tons of content, tons of freebies and a ton of extras that will help engage your new potential customer even more, this welcome flow is the perfect time to use it. We typically use the last email of this flow to also engage the customer even further and get their feedback if they still haven't purchased. And the reason why we do this is it just helps you to understand where you're missing the mark with your subscribers and how to provide them with the resources they need to become a customer. So it's usually in the form of a survey. We ask something along the lines of, hey, you know, we gave you all this information. We gave you all this content. You were so excited about us so why didn't you buy what was missing for you to make a purchase? Obviously not in those words. The survey is written in a little more of a strategic way, but that's a cool element to incorporate into that welcome flow. So then you get a little more insight as the business owner or as the brand as a whole to know like, what are we missing and what do we need to give our subscribers in order for them to become customers? And we'll go into depth of this uh, welcome flow in our um, next podcast. And we'll be talking like mm -hmm. separately about abandoned cart welcome flow. So this is just like to give you an idea of what flows we consider essential and welcome flow is definitely important flow because this is your chance to welcome your customer to the brand to introduce them to the brand and to start building those like relationship between the business and the customer and another um like crucial um flow i think it's the abandonment card one. I know we've been talking a lot about it and believe us, we will be talking even more about it because uh, we believe that not having abandonment card flow is just like leaving, um, leaving the money on the table. So according to some researchers, um, as many as like 80% of online shopping cards are abandoned. Can you imagine like 80% of the cards are abandoned 
And the good news is you can actually recover like most of them. You can recover something like 70 something, 73% of that using a Benman card automation. So to maximize the effectiveness um, of that flow, we recommend sending not one email, but we recommend like taking it one step further and building like a sequence. The, the simplest that you can do is to be sending like email every 24 hours. But again, it depends on your business cycle. It depends on the product. But within the 24 hours, send the first email. Then in second email, um, you can be reminding them about your about their card and this email can be sent in 48 hours then in 72 hours you can even like push it harder and give them some kind of incentive so over time you can adjust the sequence and delays but the bottom line is if people keep buying from you from those emails um in your abandonment card sequence you should keep sending them so you can do like as little as three emails to as long as like six, seven, nine, and just like keep sending relevant information or something that customer would benefit from. So we strongly recommend having abandonment card flow. And actually, this is the one of the high performing flow because it's very like relevant to the customer. It, it's basically triggered by the by the action. They place something into the cart and it triggers the flow. So that's why the open rates for this flow is, are very, very high. Um, that's why I rec- recommend starting with those like high performing flows, which is like welcome series, abandonment card, and the next flow that Alyssa will will cover. Yeah. And the I, I have to admit, I'm a total sucker for an abandonment cart flow. Um, as, a, as a consumer, it gets me literally every single time. For whatever reason, I put something in my cart, I put in my email, I'm like either about to buy it or I get distracted or I'm like, uh, I really shouldn't spend the money, whatever it is. And then a few hours later, I get that email and I always bite on that. It's just, and I know that it's coming. It's not even something that is, takes me by surprise. I know it's coming, but it gets me every time because it just narrows your focus back and because you're so close to purchasing it's literally just the step of putting in your card information and hitting submit it just simplifies it because the information that was in the cart the products that were in your cart originally are still there waiting for you magically <laughs> through the magic of Clavio. so it, it kills me because it gets me every single time that, that's my favorite I think that's one of my favorite flows so the next flow is the um, post-purchase flow a post-purchase flow is um, in existence essentially to show appreciation for customers and let them know about related products that they might be interested in. So um, the post-purchase is after, and you can create so many different variations of this. Usually what we do is we create a post-purchase for first-time customers only. Um, But again, depends on the brand, depends on what the strategy requires. And so once you make your first purchase, you get triggered into this flow as the customer. Um, So sending post-purchase emails are essential for growing your brand, obviously, because they turn your shopper into a loyal and potentially a repeat customer. So according to some research that Clavio actually did, post-purchase messaging sees a 217% higher open rate, which is bonkers, over 500% higher click rate and 90% higher revenue per recipient than your average email campaign. These numbers literally blow my mind. When I read that, I was like, okay, I think I added a zero at the end and I added some extra numbers, but it's not. These are the numbers. 217% higher open rate, over 500% higher click rate, and 90% higher revenue per recipient than your average email campaign. 
So with numbers like that, honestly, you can't go wrong. I mean, it's impossible, you know, a post-purchase flow is so, so important. So the one that we usually set up for our clients at Flowium is we typically incorporate a variety of emails from thanking the customer, providing a method to engage and interact with the brand to additional content that will eventually lead to cross-selling opportunities, which will allow you to turn your one-time customers into second-time customers, thus creating brand loyalty, which is what every brand wants. Um, And it's really all from the work of a few emails. So again, there are so many different things that you can add into a post-purchase flow. So more often than not, we'll create a post-purchase survey where we ask customers about their shopping experience or their first time shopping experience with the brand. We'll also create opportunities for subscribers to send in a video testimonial and they'll get um, some kind of freebie or a gift card or something like that. We love the post-purchase flow um, because you can get so creative with it along with the pre-purchase flow. It's definitely an exciting one to incorporate. And this is definitely one that we'll be talking about in the future because there are other flows that you can create that kind of spiral out of the post-purchase, like a bounce back flow, which is a really cool way of um, solidifying that second time purchase. So um, it's very obvious (laughs) that we are total nerds when it comes to email (laughs) automations. And they really are incredible because they do so much work for you. automatically without you having to do anything. You just turn it live and it just goes. Obviously, you have to optimize every now and again, but they are incredible because they do so much work for you without you actually having to do any work. And although there are tons and tons and tons of flows that you can choose from when you're creating your email marketing strategy, the ones that we just mentioned, these four, the welcome series, the abandonment cart, the post-purchase. It's actually three. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) Three three flows. I'm getting ahead of myself here. Um, With just these three, um, we definitely recommend that beginners start off with just these three. And then as you become more advanced, you can expand your marketing strategy even more. And again, we'll be going through these in a lot greater detail over coming episodes. So um, yeah, we we love Yeah, there's actually a gazillion, gazillion different (laughs) flows that can be introduced. And believe us, we can be talking about them for like hours and hours and hours. We are email marketing nerds. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So that's why we're good at what we do. Well, yeah, so we kind of covered three first steps and the next one is to send your first campaign. I feel like people often don't understand that email marketing is not just email campaigns, that it's the flows that generate like majority of your sales, right? And when you're first begin with email marketing, it's like very tempting to start sending those like campaigns right away because they are shiny, they are exciting and you just want to start sending them right away. However, it's very important to actually send your first campaign correctly. Mm -hmm. In a way, it's your chance to convince like Google, Yahoo and all that other inbox providers that you are a reputable sender, that you are not a spammer, you are an actual business and this is your like make or break moment. So that's why we recommend starting with flows first and only after that you can start sending campaigns and I'll explain why. So flows, also known as automations, they are a great way to hit the inbox when you first start doing email marketing. It is important for you to activate them first because they have this really, really good like open rates, click-through rates, and conversions. The flows emails are triggered by customer behavior. So say they have placed something in the cart and left. 
they will get this email that is highly relevant to them. They will get this abandonment card email or say they will um, like subscribe through your opt-in form on your homepage to get something from you. What are the chances that they will open that email that they requested from you? The chances are super high. That's why like open rates for the flows are much, much higher than for the campaigns. That's why we recommend starting with like um starting with high converting flows and only after that going into the um like into the sending campaigns and you can actually hurt your reputation a lot if you do it the other way around so we had this one client who who have never done email marketing before but who was very eager to start sending something right away because they were like releasing a new website launch and he wanted to send his list the like this campaign um, inviting them to go to the new website so what we've done to avoid this like being placed into the spam we actually divided his 7000 people list into i think something like 200 segments or something like 200 little emails and we were like sending every every hour so it does not um like raise any red flags so this is the science in a way but the easiest thing that you can do is to start sending the flows first and and only after that start sending campaigns believe me it will help you with your open rates with your unsubscribe rates and click through rates tremendously so that's a little pro tip for you as well. Love it. I love it. So, yeah. And, oh, my gosh, I couldn't agree more. Honestly, we have we have some clients who show up, Vera, like you had mentioned, and they're like, hi, I want to send a campaign, my first campaign as of yesterday. And it's like, okay, <laughs> hold on a second. Like, have you given any thought to what's going on? Like, do you understand the work that goes into it? We need to think about how, what about getting these flows going before we actually get our first campaign out? So it's, uh, yeah, it's definitely something that um, people people really need to consider before they just again dive dive in head first with um their email marketing so i'm with you on that um so um again just to kind of recap those four steps are what we strongly advise you do as you're getting started with your e-commerce email marketing. So uh, making sure that you're auditing and establishing your email marketing goals, picking the best email marketing platform for you and your brand, um, setting up those bare minimum essential flows before you get going, and then um, working on sending your first campaign and making sure that it's a relevant campaign as well is always something so important. So, um, before we kind of officially sign off, we do have a question from our community. Um, we actually got this question from May. Um, and the question is, what is the best conversion rate for opt-in forms? Um, I love this question so much because it's definitely something that we have clients kind of ask us about. And um, people are always curious, like, okay, we have opt-in forms and we think they're working, but how do we know what's the benchmark? So just for context, for those who don't understand quite what an opt-in form is. So it's a method in which you as the brand or store can collect subscriber emails. So these are typically found in the footer of your website, um, on a homepage pop-up that you may have set up, uh, or any kind of pop-up really that appears during a customer's journey on your website, or it, it can even be on a landing page. Um, typically, 
what this opt-in form does is it offers some kind of exchange or freebie for your for the subscriber's email. So you're either providing a subscriber um, an exclusive access to insider information or a discount once they submit their email. And it's something that we'll definitely talk about later on down the line, especially now because Clavio is providing the opportunity to do A-B testing with these opt forms, but um, some benchmarks to consider when you're determining the success of the opt-in forms that you have in place. Um, 6.5% um, and up for uh, conversion is excellent. This is a really, really, really great um, percentage that you're hitting. Um, anything between like 4.7% and 6.5% for your conversion rate is really good. Um, anything between 1.8% and 4.7% is pretty average. Um, and anything under 1.8%, we would say you definitely have some room for improvement. So whether that's trying a new design, trying some different copy, trying a different offer, um, even trying different placement of that option in form, um, that's that's some stuff that you can definitely look at testing um, if you're looking at the conversion rate being anything under 1.8%. So um, yeah, this is a, a great, great question. Thank you, May, for bringing this up. And again, this is something that we'll definitely focus on in future episodes. So um, just as a note, if you have a question that you'd like us to address on future episodes, best way to get in touch and send your questions is to send myself or Vera an email. Um, my email is Elisa A. L-I-S-S-A at Floium.com and Vera's is V-I-R-A at Floium.com. The other thing that you can do, which we mentioned during our pro tip is you can join our Facebook community. It's called Clavio Community. It's very active, very engaging. Uh, people are constantly questioning and answering for other people. So um, feel free to pop your questions in there and you might even get an answer before we get to we get a chance to answer it on our podcast. So uh, yeah. Yeah, 100%. And um, thank you for tuning in, you guys. This is just the beginning. We do have a lot of cool stuff coming your way. Um, so go ahead, start with email marketing. It's not as scary as it might seem at the beginning. But believe me, the results are incredible. And not, not utilizing the power of email marketing is basically leaving the money on the table. So for sure. Okay. Thank you guys so much. And we'll see you next time. Thank you so much. We'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to Email Einstein. Can you feel that? Your marketing brain just got a little bit bigger. We ask that you please use it wisely. You've got all the theory you need to get out there and start boosting your sales. Because great emails equals revenue squared. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to claim your free ebook and learn how to drive conversions with UGC in 2024. From fresh ways to use UGC on your website to revenue pooling email strategy. Discover actionable insights to master your UGC game in 2024. Stop missing out. Go to flowroom.com slash UGC and download this ebook for free.